I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's guest is someone you are going to love, especially because she loves to share the magic in meditation and manifesting. Her story on how she discovered that magic combination will blow your mind. You all know how much I think meditation is crucial to your spiritual growth and getting to that place of oneness and centers you to see your desires and dreams from a soul perspective because you are listening to your soul as you meditate. Well, at least that is how I see it. I also just believe that you can meditate in many ways. If you can be still and silent and see what comes up, I think meditation is when I go running outside every morning. The thoughts that come to me when I'm out in nature, being present in every moment, are sometimes even more powerful than the thoughts that arise during a meditation. I even use guided meditations. There's so many options. If you feel like finding five minutes to still your mind is hard, I challenge you to try it. It's actually addicting, believe it or not, and it's free. Another question I want to ask you is how often do you write down things you want to manifest, but coming from a place of, wow, that would feel amazing if I manifested that instead of coming from a place of lack, meaning if I don't get that in my life, I will feel empty or, you know, not, I didn't accomplish something. I always end what I'm intending to manifest with, if not this, then something better. Because like I say, pretty much every week on this podcast is everything is perfect and unfolding in your life in divine timing. Even those hard moments, you will one day look back at and how you got to where you are and say, ah, that's why I had to go through that. There are no accidents or no coincidences. Once you realize that and come from a place of neutrality and true acceptance, of all that you experience, even in your relationships in your life. It takes on an entirely new meaning and is what I call living on purpose with pure love in your heart at all moments in time. We signed up for this magical journey on this earth. Let's make the most of it and find the joy in the moments, even when we sometimes need to dig a little deeper to find that joy. I promise there is joy in every moment You just need to have a lens of love when you are the observer. That is when the shift occurs and your life begins to feel like one magical moment after the other. That's how I teach my Raising Confidence kids and my Magic Path students through weekly and daily assignments that begin to transform their lives. It is a magical way to live. That is for sure. If you are even questioning going on a journey 
check out all of my programs on my website or go to the show notes and I have all the little links there you can check out. I have testimonials from students on there too. Also, remember, I have a YouTube channel that has all the episodes that are you can watch. If you're not one that would rather listen to it on a podcast, you can watch them on YouTube. And it's just Ashley Goner on YouTube. And I also have all my testimonials there from my students that you can watch. Let's get going on this amazing interview with Cassandra Bodzak. I was introduced to her by Gary Bodley, and uh, he had had her on his podcast and thought she would be amazing for Uncover Your Magic, and I see why. It has been so fun. Let me tell you about her before I bring her on. Cassandra Bodzak is a thought leader, best-selling author, and sought-after on-camera personality and speaker in the mindfulness and personal development world. She is also the host of the popular spiritual podcast, Divine Downloads. You may have seen Cassandra on ABC's The Taste with Anthony Bourdain as the happy, healthy living guru, or in her work with Shape, Eating Well, Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, Thrive, Fabletics, Lululemon, Soul Cycle, and many more. She has been called an award-winning thought leader an intuitive coach in Forbes and a spiritual leader by Well and Good. Cassandra helps people all over the world learn the process for bringing their soul's desires into their everyday reality through her online group program, Divinely Design Your Life, as well as through the free content she shares on her YouTube and social media. So without further ado, let's welcome Cassandra to the show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. And, you know, I, in the intro, I told everybody that it's so fun to meet people. You never know how you connect, right? And Gary introduced me to you and Jackie, and we just all, all this just so fun to just come together and learn for, I just, I love going down your rabbit hole and learning all about you and your podcast and listening to your YouTube channel and your book. I just got your book yesterday. It came in the mail. It was so sweet. The journal, not the new, not the manifesting meditation. Yes, that one. I love it. It's making me so I'm doing, I'm journaling on my own journal. Isn't that like, I don't know if that's a dorky thing to do. No, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just, you know, when you look at things that, I'm 53. So when I was your age, I was just meeting my husband, you know, so we have similarities in our timeline and the reasons why we waited for that soul connection at a later time in life. And we'll get into that. But what I want to do, because I find that your the beginning of when you found your magic was in the shower with your brothers. <laughs> That's where I'm like, let's go to the shower. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, I love the name Uncover Your Magic because I feel like that's just also just resonates so much with one of my first ever programs that I did was called Practical Magic oh, um, cool. because yeah, I just resonate so much with that. So I love that. And yes, I think I uncovered my magic in the shower for the <laughs> first time when I was 25. My like bathroom, my eat, pray, love bathroom floor moment was, you know, my little brother got diagnosed with this autoimmune condition that's really rare called primary sclerosing chloringitis. And essentially it means that your, your body 
Well, according to what they believe in the medical community, I'll give that disclaimer. It means that your body eats your intestines and your liver, essentially. So it's really aggressive, really rare in such a young, he was 23 at the time. And he's alive and stable. I give that disclaimer. Thank God to some life-saving surgeries and angels and guides. And also that just probably being part of his soul path, right? But at the time it was devastating. It was the biggest curveball I think I've ever, I had been given up until that point in life. I had dealt with, you know, my fair share of childhood stuff growing up and, and whatnot, but having someone that's so close that you love so much that you see, I mean, your little sibling, you kind of see them as like immortal in a way, right? right? You don't even like mortality hasn't hit that, that sector yet. It just shattered me in so many ways. And so I just, didn't know how to function. I didn't know how to move through it. I didn't know how to process it. And that specific night when I found out, it was like a puddle on my living room floor for like five hours, like crying and screaming and just being like, God, like, why are you doing this? Why to him? Like, why not to me? Like, he didn't deserve this or all this stuff. And then finally, I end up going to the shower. The shower's my like happy place. I'm a Pisces. I'm a little water baby. So it brings me some peace. So I go into the shower and now I'm like in like the fetal position at the bottom of the bathtub with just like the water rushing over me. And I'm just crying and talking to God and just saying, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do because I have no idea. And I heard meditate. And so I went to bed eventually. It was like six in the morning by the time I fell asleep. And then when I woke up the next day, I just started meditating. I, up until this point, I had done yoga and like Pilates and I would say like had been superficially introduced into the mindfulness world, Mm -hmm. but really didn't have any deep spiritual practice. I grew up Catholic. So I knew about like praying and stuff like that from like church growing up, but I didn't have a, a strong path of my own. And so I looked on YouTube. I found Abraham Hicks meditations. I found The Course in Miracles. I found different frequencies, healing frequencies. I really took to it like a fish to water. It was now looking back at it, it's kind of amazing how fully I just surrendered and just dove into it. And it just felt like the right thing. And so I started doing these guided meditations They brought me a little bit more peace. And then I was living in New York at the time. So I went to a Buddhist monastery in Brooklyn and took Buddhist meditation. There was Kundalini classes on the Lower East Side. I did Vedic meditation, like you name it. I just like, this is my medicine. This is like the only way I'm going to get through this period because I knew that, you know, as much as pain I was going through my parents, and my brother were going through even more. You know, my parents obviously because it's their child and my brother because he's the one that's dealing with his own journey. And so I really wanted to be, the motivation for my emotional stability was also just being able to be a good steward of him during this process and being able to be a resource and someone that he could rely on to be there that wasn't also crumbling. So I was like, you know, it doesn't help him if all of us are emotional puddles, right? right? And that's kind of what kicked off me uncovering my magic. And it and it really so much was me just diving into, I think a lot of people 
now as we're seeing this like these newer waves and there's all these different waves of like awakening and enlightenment things that are coming that are super exciting but so sometimes I think we don't have to start from such a painful place and I try to help a lot of people start before they have to have that painful place right but I think the gift in having that painful place and one of the reasons why I really feel like my soul chose it was because it was such like a hard and fast awakening. And it was like, all of a sudden, I remember just a few weeks later after I would meditate like five times a day, it was like, wow, like what have, what have I been missing my whole life? And I just realized I would never see the world again the same way. Mm-hmm. It was like, I've been given new eyes and I couldn't go back. And I remember distinctly having like a mini, you know, crisis over that and kind of being like, you know, once you've seen the matrix, you can't unsee the matrix. Right. Totally. <laughs> right. And then so much started cracking open to me, like literally Akashic Records opened up at that point. I was led to A Course in Miracles. I did A Course in Miracles. I just literally started seeing the whole world in a different aspect. And one of the things that I think really coincidentally got me on my journey or whatnot from that process was the fact that I just started following my joy. Mm -hmm. It was like intuitively, I just knew once I was, you know, meditating and in that space that I just needed to do like these little things every day that brought me joy. And it weren't like strategic things. They weren't like anything crazy. It was just like, what's the little thing today I can do that's going to bring me some joy. And whether that, that a lot of what that ended up being was my blog and like taking pictures. And at the time it was like a gluten-free vegan blog that I had and talking about, I had food allergies or whatnot. So I would talk about what I was making and and it wasn't, I wasn't trying to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it was really just like an artistic project for me. It was something for me to use some creative energy on. And then that ended up kind of bubbling even more and more. And through me just wanting to do YouTube videos and wanting, it was like a thing I would do at night, you know, and when people would probably like go out and socialize and do, (laughs) you know, normal things, I would just be like, I'm going to make some cupcakes and record it on YouTube. And I'm going to post this like recipe and, and nothing was like, you know, well thought out or really beautiful or anything like that. It was just things that would bring me like a little bit more joy and a little bit more joy. And then it was like the path just unfolded from there. Not only was I more able to show up for him and you know, be there. I spent a lot of time up at Harvard Medical Center in Boston, where he did a lot of his surgeries and and treatments and stuff. And he lived up there. And so I would be like, kind of doing this stuff like side by side, just because it was like a thing I did to kind of fill my own cup up. And then like the rest is history, I guess the blog started getting really big, I would have people reach out to me asking them if I could coach them, because I was like, I was, you know, adding little tidbits of things that I was moving through and how I was moving through them and, you know, little ahas I was having along my spiritual journey. And so then I started coaching people. I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, I went to, I went to IIN at the time. I hired a coach and figured out like, what would that look like? Is that something I could do? I tested it out with a few people at first, and then it started to go really well. And then that grew. And then producers from ABC ended up calling me. I know, but wait, 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 wait. So that was a cool story was how you manifested that TV show. 
I want you to explain. I mean, I would look at you and I think, you know, if someone was going to come to you, you're showing them like manifesting tools, follow your joy, all the things like we probably learned way back when we started listening to Abraham, you know, like all those little things. And then you have this twist on it, but you have so much like proof in the pudding or whatever, you know, like you, you have so many fun stories. So I want you to explain how, because I'm always, when I have clients, I I always was like, find, be happy, find something that makes you happy. I don't care if you turn the song on, if you want to go, if it makes you happy going on a walk, you just need to find a place. You need to be happy, find your joy. In fact, in the intro, I talked about, let's just find your, just find joy. And even if it's like a brother having this terrible illness and you figured out, okay, if I find the joy, think of what it does for the, everybody around you, just you, you know, just one person having that elevated vibration and happiness. It reflects everything. It changes the energy just by, I always say that just one person can change the energy of a room. Oh, absolutely. You get to be a blessing to everyone you encounter. Right. And and especially your family, right? And the people that you love the most, but also just like you go to the the coffee shop, right? And you're lit up because you took care of you, right? right? And then your vibration spreads. And so I think that's also what happened, right? Is that I was what led to my social media and my blog and all of this growing without me really having any, I didn't have any strategy. I wasn't trying to grow a business. I literally, you know, I was at this point where I was so surrendered. And I think mm-hmm. that was like a big key. Like I was so surrendered and so like- I love surrender, by the way. That's my magic word. That's when the magic happened, has happened in my life is the minute I surrender. Yeah, the minute you realize, and when, when I say surrender, it's like, it doesn't mean that you don't do anything. It means that you you realize that you have no idea <laughs> right. what to do. Like and trust. Like, yeah. You realize that your human doesn't know the highest good, right? Yes. That your human only like thinks it knows the highest good. And so it was such a blessing at the time to be in the situation where I'm like, I actually, my human has like no frame of reference on how to handle this. My human has no, has no idea what's going on. So it almost like defaulted. Right. And I had to fully surrender into my divine guidance and just take it day by day, step by step. And I think that was a big gift too, with manifesting my blog and the clients and the events of the TV show was that I didn't have, I didn't have that hard, fast agenda that right. so many were resistance. You were, yeah. yeah. I was just like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go. What I know is this is bringing me a little joy today. Yes. And I think what's ha- what, what happens, I see this with my clients. I'm sure you, you probably see this with your clients sometimes too, is that the culture right now in like media and everything that everyone's exposed to is this culture of like, almost like suffer today. So it'll be better tomorrow. Right. Right. Like put in the work right now so that you'll get that, whatever it is that you're climbing for. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like of course miracles say like a hundred, the, the thinking of God is 180 degrees from the thinking of the world. Right. It's actually the complete opposite. Right. right? That is only through doing the thing that you actually love every day mm-hmm. that will get you there, right? Because what happens if you do something you don't love every day to get to a place that you think is going to make you happy, you'll get there 
and you won't be happy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> everything you did that. along the way wasn't happy. And so I think it's, it's pretty radical. It's a radical approach to life that was easy for me in that moment because of the situation, mm-hmm. right? Because I was in this place where I was very humbled. I think that's another interesting, uh-huh. you know, word. Like I was so humbled because if anybody's ever been in like that kind of situation where you're dealing with someone really close to you that's fighting for their life or you're maybe even fighting for your life or whatever that situation is, right? What happens is immediately like your priorities and your values just like completely (laughs) flip, right? Right. And now all of a sudden, I didn't care at the time, whatever this, the little gigs I was doing to pay my rent, right? Mm -hmm. I was like waiting tables, had an assistant job, you know, like I still had to pay my New York rent while I was doing all this stuff, right? Right. I didn't think about it. It was just like a thing. Okay, it's just like a thing I do. It pays my rent. Great. It's a great exchange, (laughs) right? I wasn't, overthinking, you know, oh, I'm above waiting tables or I don't want to wait tables anymore. I was like, I'm grateful to have a thing that just pays my rent. Right. And so it was like a non, a non thing. And then I just focused on, okay, what are these cool, fun things I get to play with? Right. That I get to have these little joys. And I did them from a place of what's going to bring me the most joy today. Mm -hmm. And not what do I think is going to make people like me. Yes. And I think that's one of the things I had a conversation with Gary recently. I'm sure people on your podcast, you're, did you yes. your podcast Gary? yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they all know Gary. Okay. Yeah. Good. He's so, been on yeah. it three times. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about how it actually is like by us kind of quote unquote selfishly, right? selfishly just following what lights us up and following what interests us and following what brings us joy, then we naturally impact other people, right? It's like you take care of your vibration and you naturally impact other people. And I do believe that that's like, that's one of the little cheat codes in Mm -hmm. the, in the system. Whereas it's so easy to fall prey to the reverse way of thinking to be like, oh, I'm going to post this on social media because that's what everybody likes. Or I'm going to do this kind of podcast because that's the topic everybody wants to talk about. Or I'm going to, you know, do this kind of, in my example, like cooking video, because I think that's going to be the video that's going to get me on this show. Right. No, I didn't. I just did whatever the thing I thought I wanted to do. And that's kind of how it divinely synced out. You know, that my podcast, I started right at quarantine time, March of 2020. And it was that same thing. It just like, it came into my, it was an, like Gary would, or Joshua would say, like the inspired thought was start a podcast. I, why? I don't know. <laughs> I had no clue. And, and then I remember going running one day thinking I need to name it something. And I thought, what about uncovering people's mad? Like it just came out of my mind. You know, I'm, I'm in my meditation. I always say when I'm running and I'm outside and I'm focused on the trees and you know, the, most of the magic comes to my thoughts during that time. That's mm-hmm. my like meditation added to my other. And then, you know, I had no agenda, nothing. I had no clue. I started finding people like, who's going to be, who am I going to interview? You know, all those things. But when people realize, and it, it was giving me so much joy, it was hard. It was a brand new yeah. thing. I didn't, you know, technically was clueless. 
But, you know, when you start to take those steps, and I always say, like, if you can just keep going and taking those breadcrumbs, or I always talk about the yellow brick road, you know, there might be a why in the road, you know, and if that's what you want to take that, if that's your choice, free will or whatever you want to call it, and then you figure out a way, okay, I need to come back. But, you know, that it's, and then it opened up so many things. I would never have met people. I would never have done courses for kids. I, you know, I'm a mother and I have a raising confidence class for children because moms during quarantine were like listening to my podcast. And, you know, when you're saying in 2015, you're like, oh, I was interviewing people that it wasn't really like uh, filling me up kind of, you know, like, and I was kind of like, I look back and I go, okay, I was just, you know, Whoever would say yes, I was so grateful, but they were really listening and said, can you help my kids? Mm. And I thought, what? <laughs> like, where did that come from? But they knew I had girls, but it was like, and then I created a course and then it just, here we are. I and mean, it's just funny, but I love that because if people knew how simple it was and if they could listen to that voice. So talk about intuition. I want you to talk about your manifestation, how you did that show, because I love the feeling and becoming that person yeah. and how you describe that and beca- getting that TV show. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I just want to say what you said before. It's so true with the podcast. And I think, you know, I, we had talked a little bit before we started recording that my podcast started way back in 2015 or whatever it was. And I started it. And just to show you that, like, I also still make mistakes and get off track and have to reroute. <laughs> um, <laughs> is I started it wanting to do it from a genuine inspiration. And then like my logical head got in the way and was like, okay, let's be strategic. You have all these like kind of contacts that are kind of big deals or whatever in the spirituality world. Let's have them all on. And, you know, they were great and they're great. And there's still great interviews that still exist on the podcast. But at a certain point I got burnt out. It wasn't lighting me up anymore. It became, it just wasn't fun. And then since then, my... I took a little break and then I came back to it because I missed having that dialogue with my audience, right? I missed that, you know, getting to kind of riff. I'm definitely like a, a speaker more than mm-hmm. anything. And so I came back with the, the rule that I could do whatever I wanted, right? With the like, I get to do solo casts. I did a bunch, I have a bunch of solo casts. I invite people as I feel inspired. I don't invite people based on how many followers they have. I don't invite people based on how famous they are. I invite people that I'm like genuinely just like we strike a juicy conversation. I'm like, let's talk about this on the podcast. And it's gotten so much better and blown up so much more. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the solo cast episodes I do are some of the highest listened actually episodes, right? And vice versa, when I invite guests, it's like the guests do well because they're just, oh, wow, that's like someone that I resonated with, connected with, was interested in, and we had a genuine conversation. And so I think that's a, that was just an inspiration, you know, in general, a reminder that I'm always having to come back to that too, right? It's like an ever expanding, right. processing yes. thing of just refining that and asking myself, okay, Am I really doing what lights me up? Am I really honoring like my urges here, my interests here? Or am I doing what quote unquote the world wants me to do? Or I think the world wants me to do is always like a good filter. And when manifesting that TV show, the magic of that is so 
to, I'll put it in the context. I have this book called Manifesting Through Meditation. And I wrote my four-step manifesting quote-unquote formula or process in this book with a bunch of different meditations that guide you on the way. Because what I was seeing is I work with clients all over the world. I have my own program called Divinely Design Your Life, where it walks people through this creating your life process. But whenever I see someone that's not working for, I 99.9% of the time know they're not meditating. And and so I'm like, I literally need to write a book to connect these two subjects because everybody wants to manifest and not as many people want to meditate. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think that they are intricately woven. And the reason why I was such and continue to be, but you know, that particular manifestation of my life was a hundred percent because of my meditation practice. Hmm. Right? It was because I was doubled down so much on that practice. And so step one in the process that I talk about in the book is connecting to the truth of who you are. Right. And I think this is a lot of, this is like the less, I mean, to me, it's the sexiest part, but to a lot of people, it's the part they want to skip. Right. <laughs> is like spending that time every day where you connect with the creation energy that you are. And by whatever name you want to call it, God, source, universe, creation, energy, you connecting to that every day is the first step in creating anything in your life. And so in that period of my life, I was doing it all the time. (laughs) I was doing it all the time. I was doing it not because I wanted to necessarily manifest anything, but I did. What I wanted to manifest at that point in my life was peace. What I wanted to manifest in my life was, I think, more peace, resiliency, happiness while I was moving through this with my brother. Mm-hmm. But every day when I connected to that, I remembered who I was. And mm-hmm. to this day, why I meditate, and I still meditate, I think, more than the average bear, is because, like, who doesn't want more of that feeling, right? right? More of yeah, that it's feeling. Addicting. Ever. Yeah. It's yeah. like... People don't understand that. They think, I say two, two minutes. And then once you get to two minutes, you're like, you want more, you want more of that. You know, and when you say connecting to who you truly are, when I realize what, like, I want to ask you what your morning routine is too, but what you do to set up your day with the meditation and to ground yourself into the knowing that you are who you are. Yeah. And that there's no limits and you can be, do, or have anything. And that is your belief. And that is what you, that's what you shine for the rest of the day. Like, why would you not do that? (laughs) Right. That's what I don't get. Like, come on people. I don't get either. That's why I had to write that book because I was like, everyone's trying to like throw affirmations on it or do their vision board and all that stuff. And none of that is bad. It's just that if you don't start from that foundation, Mm -hmm. I think about it as like, if you don't have that foundation every day of remembering who you are, remembering that you're, you are, you are abundance. You are abundance. You are infinite love. You are infinite possibilities. Like that is just like the core of your very being and and the truth beneath all of whatever this is, right? And if you don't have that, imagine, you know, you bake a, a batch of cupcakes. I always use baking analogies. It's my thing. <laughs> but like you make a batch of cupcakes and like let's say they're chocolate cupcakes and they taste awful. 
right? They're, you know, you taste them, they're awful. And then you're like, oh, man, these taste really bad. You know, I'm just going to make some like strawberry ice cream, like icing or whatever. I'm going to put this like pretty pink strawberry icing on top of them, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what we're doing when we like don't meditate, we don't connect. And then we like throw on the affirmations and we do the vision board and we're trying to, you know, do all this like fake it till you make it stuff. It's, well, you can serve those cupcakes to someone, but there's, it's just going to be a yucky cupcake with nice icing, right? right? You actually didn't change the cupcake. If you want to change the cupcake, you have to go back to the ingredients and bake it and redo it and shift that foundation of that cupcake. So nothing that you put on top of that cupcake is going to shift the foundation of it if you don't redo the cupcake. And that's how our energy is, right? Where if we're not coming at it from that baseline of energy, from that truth of who we are, from that place of like peace and possibility and abundance and, and, and that expansionness of what's possible for us, then no matter what we put on top of that, yeah, yeah, it's not going to work. And it's nobody's fault. And everything could be, you know, all the tips and tools and things that you get could be great. But if you don't have that, that foundation, then it's all for naught. So that's what I also drive home in the book. And there's a bunch of different meditations specifically for just connecting to that, but literally any meditation. <laughs> right. You created those meditations. Do you just they're, channel that? What yeah, you they're all channeled. They're all okay. channeled and they're channeled like in a specific order too. So it walks people through the process. Um, like the first 10 meditations are all about plugging in and connecting. And then the next 10, um, are the, are step two, which is all about getting clear on your soul's desires and getting down to the essence of that desire. And that was a little bit more of what we talked about where we loosen ourselves from like what we think we want in the world or Mm -hmm. what the world shows us we should need. Like, Oh, everyone has, you know, everyone has a podcast or everyone has a book or everyone is making a million dollars. So I need to do all of those things. Right. And then we get really clear with ourselves and sit in there and say, well, what would actually light me up? Right. Because podcasts are great. And like we were talking about, like we like using our voice. So podcasts really, you know, work well for us. right? Right. But for someone else, they might have a message on their heart and that might not be the highest way for them to share it. They might be a better blogger because they love writing. They might be better, um, I don't know, doing one-on-one calls with people because they they like the idea of having the feedback, right? We're all mm-hmm. so different and unique that it's saying, you know, that section and that step is really saying, okay, these are what I think I want. This is what I think I want to manifest, right? And then can we distill that to the essence of what it is? Because if- Give me an example. So- so the, the example in that, I'll give you two on different sides of the spectrum. One would be, you think you want to have like a best-selling podcast or not best listen, podcast, whatever. You Got know, it. Podcast. Most downloaded. Yeah, whatever. Most downloaded, whatever it is. Yes. I don't even know what the podcast accolades are, <laughs> but whatever the podcast accolades are, you want that. And then you sit with it and you realize what your, your true desire for the podcast is that you have a message that you want to share, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's that you want to connect with different people in a certain field or whatever it is. But you get clear on like, what is the essence behind you wanting to start that podcast? And then you open yourself up. So for instance, let's say your desire to start a podcast is because you have a message about motherhood that you want to share to everyone, right? 
Mm-hmm. And you expand yourself to be like the essence of my desire is that I want to be able to share an empowering message about motherhood, whatever it is, to as many people as that will serve, right? Now, once we sit in that desire, we let inspiration come up from that desire, we're opening ourselves up to more of the divine creative forces of the universe because maybe the universe is going to be like, oh, well, we're going to put you on like a world speaking tour with the Honest Company who's going to do their mom seminar or whatever, right? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to like put you, you're going to be the mom columnist for Oprah Magazine, right? Like there's so many ways that the the universe could use you in service of sharing this message about motherhood. And yes, maybe one of them is being a mom motherhood podcast, right? But it's about not excluding all the other ways because sometimes what happens is we actually limit ourselves yes. when we put ourselves in a box like that. And mm-hmm. so if you get back to that essence of this is what I really want, then you're open to all the possibilities for how that could happen. And you're open to the creative inspiration in all directions, because if you're so busy focusing on that, you have to have a best-selling podcast, then you completely ignore an email from someone that's about to like ask you to go on tour to speak to all these moms all over the country or something, right? Right. Yes. Ignore all these possibilities because you're focusing on such a small lane. And another example of that, that happened with one of my close friends, she decided she wanted to have a baby after she was 40. And she knew she wanted to be a mom and the essence of her desire was to be a mom. And they tried to do it naturally and it wasn't happening. And they tried doing IVF and they were still having struggle. And, but she was, she is very spiritual and was praying and was holding this desire and was like, I know that I'm meant to be a mom. Right. And the doctor that was doing their IVF said, you know, I think the best way we can do is get an egg donor. We can get an egg donor because I guess what was going on was her eggs were not, were were not whatever it is enough to sustain the pregnancy. And so he was like, I think your body is so healthy and you're so healthy that you can easily hold a pregnancy and something's going on with the egg. So let's just, let's just fix, we can do this. And she was really resistant to it at first and then meditated and I actually have a podcast. I did a podcast with Ronick. So it was just such an incredible journey. Oh, cool. And she has a beautiful, beautiful baby boy now from it. But she was so resistant to it at first because she was like, no, like, I don't want that, you know. And the doctor said to her, I really believe in a moment of divine guidance oh, was cool. you want to be a mom. You want to be a mom. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. This is going to make you a mom and you're going to hold this baby for nine months and this, you're going to be this baby's mom, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you want or is what you want to propagate your biological DNA? Right. Because if you want to propagate your biological DNA, if that's really what you want, because I don't think it is, but if that's really what you want, then you're right. This is not going to work, right? And she shares that story and she even says like once she had that like realization, that the essence of her desire was really to be a mom, mm-hmm. that she would have even been open to adoption. Right. Oh, because she yeah. just knew she was meant to be a mom. And she ended right. up getting the most beautifully aligned egg donor that, you know, was able to. And then she had a beautiful, healthy pregnancy and has a wonderful baby boy now. And I think sometimes that's just like another example of how sometimes again, like our human mind thinks we know how we need something to happen 
but our soul has a higher plan for us. And when we can just open ourselves up to the actual desire that we have, then it gets to come through in the way that's like the highest good for, for everyone. Yes. So that's step two. And then step three is where we talk, we get rid of limiting beliefs and we get rid of fears and all of that stuff. And so there's a bunch of different meditations on that. There's so many different tools and energy techniques to release limiting beliefs. But I think that is just a really important part of the process. That's Mm -hmm. something that I really call like daily hygiene and thinking of, you know, I think that I'm, I'm sure you probably in your coaching get this too, where that's always when a client's like, when does this end? Like, when do I get to stop (laughs) releasing the limiting beliefs? Yeah, never. They're always going to be there. (laughs) You know, it's so funny because Joshua, you know, Gary's classes, it's all about that. And I started what, 11, 11 months ago, we start, I started this one program with him, but by like month two, maybe month one. I mean, my life has, is so neutral. Like you can't even, I'm so, and I love teaching that because I just see the beauty in living and (laughs) that you can live in this beautiful acceptance of everything. The down things are like, wow, what is, I wonder where that's going to lead us. I wonder why that happened. You know? And I think as being a mom, teaching my children that and my students, like, gosh, if you knew that at 15 years old, if I knew that, oh my gosh, right? can you imagine your life? Like, but you know, when you think of teaching and coaching these people that should say, like some of my clients will say now, okay, when am I going to start? You know, when is this not going to be like that? And do I need to do gratitude more? And do I think, you know, it's like, they think there's like a, a combination or some like magic, I guess, but it's just realizing. So you explain to me that, cause I love hearing the way you help people help them get rid of their limiting beliefs or yeah. lower the lower the yeah, intensity. No, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So I don't know. I actually haven't, I, I'm not familiar with exactly what, how Gary, how Gary does this, but my way of doing it is really just, so we do one time when like I start with someone or I would say if someone's like, if you're in a moment where you're kind of like really intention setting and like getting clear on manifesting one thing, then we'll do like a little bit more of an aggressive session. And then there's like more daily maintenance of it. So I would say if you're going through this process, you're listening to this podcast, you're like, okay, I want to do this for the things I'm manifesting, right? You go through, you meditate, you get clear on the essence of your desire. And then once you get clear on the essence of desire, use that to inspire all of the limiting beliefs and the fear that comes up around it. So get yourself in that space of really being like, okay, I'm ready to have whatever it is that you think you want, right? Whatever that desire is. And then just be really honest with whatever comes to mind Mm -hmm. because it's, we're so easy in that way, right? It's the second you think, right? If you buy, if I say a billion (laughs) dollars, right? Your mind just told you exactly why it doesn't think you can have a billion dollars, right? Or that's ridiculous, or that's not for me, or only Elon Musk gets that or whatever, right? right? And so whatever your desire is, you get clear on that. And then you just, I just write down, just write down all the things that come up and then one by one, go through them and ask, is it true? Can I absolutely know that this is true, right? Some of them you'll eliminate right off the bat, just by you're bringing them to light. And then you're looking at them and you're like, this is ridiculous. Right. right. Prove it false. Prove it false. To like effervesce them, detox them so we can look at them and say, oh, I see you in the light of day and you're ridiculous. And next, 
right? So sometimes that gets to be that easy. Sometimes it's a little bit trickier and have something like I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or, you know, good things don't happen to me. Something that usually you picked up in childhood at some point during your journey where your brain wasn't ready to assimilate that. I always give the example of like me or you walk down the street and we see like a homeless person shout at us like, you're a horrid person or whatever, right? Right. Our brain files that, right? Just It just files that appropriately. So it doesn't really affect us. Like maybe it'll shake you up a little bit if they shout loud or they jump at you or whatever. Right. But for the most part, we don't leave that interaction thinking, am I a horrid person? Right. No, we just think, oh, that was a mentally unstable person. And unfortunately they're shouting things and we don't, it doesn't impact how we feel about ourselves most of the time. Now take that same situation and you're like five, seven or whatnot, and you got a B and someone tells you that like, oh, you can't have ice cream because you got a B and you could make that mean, oh, I'm not good enough to get the things I want, right? right? I didn't do good enough or I'm not smart enough, right? And it's no one's fault. It's not about like, it's no one's fault. It's not about like your parents or your softball teacher or whoever it was. It's just <laughs> that your little developing brain made meaning out of something that most of the time wasn't even the meaning that person wanted right. you to have, <laughs> but right. you made that meaning. And so I do what's called bilateral reprogramming with people to help them process that. So we go back to what that event is, that first like inciting incident. And then I use butterfly technique where you're bilaterally stimulating the brain. So what essentially you're doing uh-huh. is you go back into, you're going back to a traumatic event and then we're processing it through by what this is doing is it's helping you shift from your fight or flight nervous system to your rest and digest nervous system, right? So what happens is when we have these things, when we feel like we're, let's say, we'll do that example. I'm not smart enough because you got the B in seven, when you were seven and didn't get ice cream. Right. And so now you're trying to start a business and the biggest blockade to you starting your business is that you don't fundamentally think you're smart enough to do this. Right. Right. And so we need to get rid of it. So you can start your business. Right. And so we go back there and we place the memory with the thought. And then we, we do the butterfly. We bilaterally stimulate. And what you're doing here is you're helping your brain process that memory using your awareness of today. So I guide my clients through as we're doing this process of just, you know, letting them feel all the feelings and go into what kind of like pull the thread out, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like you're putting it, you're filing it back in order, right? So at some point we we let all the things that need to come through, come through. And like, then at some point, a magical turn happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, my parents just, they were just trying to teach me like to do well in school. They were just trying to, they didn't mean anything by it, actually. They didn't think I was. And then you're like, oh, actually, I remember my parents always like being really support or whatever, you know, and and, and all these, like all of a sudden, all these different like dots start connecting. It's very yes. magical, that process. So that, that's one of the things that I do. And then we go back and we reprocess the positive affirmation over that situation to completely neutralize it. And then it just shifts. Like, it's like you kind of release that faulty programming that you have. And then of course, like EFT tapping is great, you know. But that doesn't, the butterfly thing, I've never heard of that one before because I've done the tapping. I've done EFT tapping, but that's not, that doesn't 
The bilateral stimulation, it actually comes from EMDR therapy. Okay. So it's kind of like a, I would say a more casual process than EMDR, but same principle because with EMDR therapy, you're using your eyes for the same thing, right? So maybe there's no EMDR therapy. It's, It's pretty much trauma therapy that you can do with any licensed EMDR therapist or whatnot, but they set up like a blinking strand of lights mm-hmm. and your eyes have to follow the strand of lights while you process a traumatic event. And it does essentially the same thing. Huh. So the bilateral stimulation is kind of me morphing that into like a, a thing you can do easily at home. And I do usually the more intense like strands with my clients, but then I encourage them to use them because then it goes into the maintenance section of it, right? Is anytime, right? We come, we're doing life or whatnot yeah. and a limiting belief comes up as it will, right? You get triggered by something or you know, whatever happens, right? The butterfly is a great little magic tool. When's the to last time you, you got down. triggered? That's what I want to know. When's the last time you got triggered? Well, yeah, I got triggered like (laughs) I got triggered this weekend and I was able to process through it really fast, actually, though, because of this, right? Like I got triggered. So my I you may have heard this is the most recent podcast episode, but I got triggered this weekend. I've been I'm getting married in June and we're like reorganizing all of our finances, you know, with marriage and just we both have businesses and we're just like, you know, doing a deep dive into trying to figure this out. And we just bought a house. And so it's a whole thing. Anyway, so I'm reading all these books on finances and, you know, all the the earthly stuff. And I'm reading this section about how certain, like some of these big banks are like taking all these overdraft fees and like kind of stealing money from their companies through this. I'm like, oh my God, I literally look at my, I have a few bank accounts. I look at my business bank account and I, they've taken over $700 in fees for me. So I, I got triggered in that moment. And it was like, oh my God, like, how could you take this money from me? And so my initial like triggered response was like, I need to call them, right? Of course, it's like midnight on Saturday night. I'm like in bed. Like, so who's, no one's answering, (laughs) Right. right? And so in that moment, I also just like had to self-soothe. And those are also really great when you have a trigger that you can't immediately resolve or they're like, you know, it's like, it's a moment. So I literally, I didn't even need to do this because it was more so at this point, I was able to mentally come down from it Mm -hmm. and was just like, you know what? One, how cool is it (laughs) that I've actually reached a point in my life where I didn't feel $700 being taken away from me? Yes. Right? Like it didn't even blip, you know, my radar. It didn't affect my, I wouldn't have even noticed if I wasn't, like doing this book and having to look through my statement, right. <laughs> right? right? And so I'm like, great. And what also, so that was my first thing that kind of neutralized the situation. It was like, I'm really grateful that like, even though this, I, my like righteousness is peaking up right now about this feels unethical. I'm feeling very peaceful and having a moment of realization of how far I've come financially Because I remember, you know, when I started my business, that would have like wrecked me. I would have been like a mess at $700 being taken from me, right? right? And so it was like, that was a big processing for me. And then the other thing for me right now 
at the place I'm at with my spiritual whatever is I immediately saw it as divine guidance. I was like, wow. And in awe of the synchronicity of Mm. the universe and how protected and supported I am because how, like I'm getting like shivers just like talking about it because I set, one of the things I really believe, I set that desire to step into this next era of my life and honor my finances. My finances have been growing every year, right? And so I really believe in being responsible hands to hold the blessings that are given to you. And so I take it seriously to be to be responsible with, with the abundance that I've been given, right? right? And I was doing all this prep and I literally, I was with this chase, right? And I loved that bank so much. And I was convincing my fiance to move his entire business to that bank, open our joint account. I was like doing all this stuff. And I really felt like my guides literally had to like shake me up. Right. Mm. And say, don't do it. Like not, don't do it. That don't do that. It's not the way to go. And so in that moment, I really felt like tingles of divine protection right? Of like, wow, this, my guides had to create such a situation Mm -hmm. that would make it so obvious for me that this was not the way to go. Right. And so that is the last time I guess I was triggered in that way, but I feel like triggers look so differently now. Yeah. Right. Or sometimes it's fun. I go, oh my gosh, I kind of got a little bit of react. Like, I'm like, okay, Ashley, let's work on that. Like it kind of excites me. It's weird. Yeah, well, it is. It's juicy. It's like, I like that, you know, what, what I, another version of that, that I would maybe not necessarily call a trigger, but like, you know, that t- times during the day where maybe you feel like your vibration drip, dip, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Or you feel just like, oh, I just feel a little funky or whatever. Right. That I always find to be really juicy. Yeah. To like be like, okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm feeling like, Am I, did I do something that I was, was out of alignment? Did, you know, is there something that's coming up? And then what I'll do is if there's something that's like, if I'm, I'm trying to think, I can't remember a more recent example of this, but if I'm focusing on, let's say, I remember this happened a lot for me around money when I was like in that, like really focusing on like. When 700 was a big deal. What? <laughs> When 700 was a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Like that was like, and so there was a while when something financially would happen. If that would have happened to me like five, seven years ago, right? It would have been probably a little bit different that I would have the reaction. I would freak out. It would be like, I'd be in total fight or flight, right? Like my world is ending because someone sent me a bill or whatever it is, right? right. And so I would stop and just butterfly, Right. Or I would tap depending on what I felt like doing, but butterflying, sometimes I just allow myself, I would allow myself to feel wherever I feel that in my body and just go into that, whatever I'm feeling, like I'm feeling unsafe, I'm feeling whatever, and then just allow myself to process it. And usually after doing it for about five minutes, I'm in a neutral place again. Mm -hmm. And then I can actually see the situation from a higher perspective. Oh, and I can say, so actually, it's not that big of a deal, Cass. Like, it's just, you have to pay this bill for whatever, or, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. Just call the bank, tell them whatever's, right. you know. And then all of a sudden, I handle it from a completely different perspective. Or 
also sometimes if it's not like a triggered situation, if it's just that situation where you're like, okay, I'm really working to grow my career or my business. And today I'm just like not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not right. feeling inspired. I'm feeling whatever, right? I would just go into that. I would either butterfly into the feeling of like, I just feel good today. I just don't feel like anything, you know, moving or I would tap on it or meditate, you know, I do something to shift me and just be like, even though I really want to grow my career right now, you know, tapping away, I'm just really not feeling like anything's happened. And whether I did the butterfly or the tapping, or I do a quick meditation or whatever it is within 10 to 15 minutes, I've completely shifted my energy and then I get the next inspired action, right? right? And the inspired action I get after just that micro adjustment is what ultimately propels you to having more joy and more expansion and things moving in the direction of your highest good. And so that's like one of the, you know, the things that I really feel like has been one of my like secret sauces or whatnot. Mm-hmm. is that I have an increasingly low threshold right. for not feeling good. Yes. Right? And so in those moments, I'm just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Let's address it. Let's do something. And I think, you know, sometimes we can look back and we can say, oh, I don't have 10 minutes, right? I don't have the 10 minutes to meditate right now, or I don't have... I don't have time to do this. I am busy. I have a busy day, right? right. Everybody has a busy day. But right. what happens is in those moments where you just make those micro adjustments, right? And you get yourself back on track, whether it's sometimes it can even be just like, okay, I'm going food shopping right now and I'm going to put on a podcast like this, yes. right? I'm going to put on a podcast like this or like Gary's podcast or like my podcast or one of these podcasts that just like reminds me who I am and gets me back into the flow. And then, and then you listen to that. We were driving for your errands or you were going food shopping and then you come back, you know, our mutual friend, Jackie, we were, we were talking about this. And one of the things she said that I loved is she was like one of my, one of her little secret sauces or whatnot around this, which is goes hand in hand with this is that she just makes sure she never takes action from that place. Yes. Right. And totally. so I think that's, that's a big thing too. It's just being like, okay, I'm not going to do the thing that I think I need to do when I'm in my trigger or when yeah. I'm not in my flying, you know, vibration, I'm just going to wait until I can adjust, take care of myself, do whatever we need to do, adjust, and then take inspired action from that, that place, because then things will flow. Yes. But that's such a powerful step, thing. Oh. So you keep, yeah, cause that's what I was going to say. We haven't even got to the last step. I know. Sorry. <laughs> This is like, gosh, she, I love you so much. I could be be on this call for the rest of the day. I know. There's like so much we can talk about. Sorry. I can't Because, you know, myself. my head's going, okay, she still hasn't told me her morning routine. I wanted <laughs> to ask her about how she met her fiance because I want to hear that relationship. Oh, my God. I want to know all these things. But go to the fourth step and we'll Okay, four step and then we'll go. We can go. If you can go over, I can go over. Yeah, I can go over. Go ahead. The listeners are down to stay with us. So the fourth step is quantum embodiment. And so that is, you can describe it in different ways, depending on like where you're at, but essentially it is already becoming that in which you're desiring to create. So you're stepping into that new vibration, you're stepping into that frequency and you're embodying that in your life. And so 
it comes from that place of how would I, if you're, let's just say an easy example is thinking if you're manifesting being like the CEO of like your company or whatnot, right? Right. And asking yourself, if I was a CEO now, how would I feel? How would I interact with people? What things would shift in my day-to-day life? What things might shift in my routine, right? And so you energetically align yourself with the frequency because every everything we want in the physical world has a frequency in the non-physical world, right? right. And we're either aligning with it and it's in our life or we're not aligning with it and so it's not in our life yet. And I love so, how you talk about magnet, magnetic. That, yeah. that reminded me of that. We're, our frequency is our magnet, right? Yes. But we're a magnet for whatever is aligned with our current frequency. And as we shift our frequency through releasing things like unworthiness, not enoughness, all those things, through releasing some of those limiting beliefs, and also through step one, just connecting to the truth of who we are, step two, getting clear on our, you know, divine essence and following these, you know, creative inspiration and intuitive guidance then all of a sudden we align with a different frequency in the field. And so we have a different reality that we create. And you can also revert to engineer that a little bit by saying, okay, if I want to tap into the frequency, let's say of the CEO of whatever company it is you're going for, you think about what that frequency is in your field, right? And so that frequency might be someone that like, really takes their self-care seriously, really is organized, really like is responsible about their energy and how they interact with people and intentional and, and big thinking and whatever it is, right? right? Whatever that frequency aligns with you, it's, it's not really words or adjectives. It's more of a feeling, but sometimes words and adjectives help that feeling. Mm-hmm. And you start embodying that now, You stop waiting, you know, so many people are like, well, you know, when I, you know, I'll wait until I make more money to be a responsible steward of the money I have, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, if you want that next level of financial, whatever it is, then embody that frequency now and take actions now, you know, research the best accounts or whatnot, even if you're putting a hundred dollars in them today, right? And same thing, if you want to be that CEO, if you want, then how do you show up in your life? Right. Right. How do you show up in your life? If you have this vision of like you having an amazing family and a great job and all this, whatever, everything's in flowing, great. How do you show up in that reality? Because you're a hundred percent in control of how you show up every moment. Right. Right. And so if you show up in that way now, then you just magnetize that to you even faster because you realize that you already have. 98% of it, right? And then that other 2% of it that maybe you don't have quite yet because there's a manifestation that needs to happen in the physical world will inevitably happen when you already are embodying the other 98% of it. Yes. Oh, 100%. Love that. What are you manifesting right now? I'm definitely manifesting another TV show right now, but it's interesting. I'm kind of in a period of, of not specifically manifesting too much. Because, you know, I'm getting married and I just had the, my journal come out and whatnot. And so I'm playing around. We just moved into or we just bought a house. We moved into a house. And so I'm playing right now with just enjoying what I have, you know, and being in that space and being able to be present for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a big like career manifester right. and things naturally flow. So now my challenge to myself 
is I think a little bit less about manifesting. I definitely think there is like a desire out there and I do feel like there's going to be some other TV show on its way in the next couple of years, but I'm kind of just, I'm holding it lightly and I'm taking divine inspiration as it comes for that. But I think my, my highest like work right now is being even more ruthless about only doing things that bring me joy. Yes. And only doing things that are in alignment when it comes to my career, because I think now I've come to that place where, yeah, I I can, I want to distill a little bit more and I want to refine that and kind of see where that leads me. Does your fiance have the same, do you have the same beliefs, spiritual practice? Do you guys wake up in the morning and meditate together? (laughs) So my fiance, so he's a neurosurgeon. So he's oh, wow. like science. I joke that we both work on the brain in very different ways. Oh. He did not, like when we started dating, have these beliefs. Now he's a full believer in all of this. And in some ways, it's really funny because sometimes I feel like he's even better at it than I am. He has like a very natural intuition that I think actually like he owns a lot as a surgeon. Like as oh, a surgeon, okay. he has to be very connected to his intuition mm-hmm. when he's like working on people. And so he's very, very intuitive in that way. We meditate together at night before we go to bed. We met, we do like rituals together. Sometimes we'll do like intention setting rituals and like candles and whatnot. And he's definitely a part of this conversation. Like, you know, he's with me when all these things are happening. Usually like when the whole bank thing happened, he was like, wow, like he's like, I love that you realize like this is yes. just direction. He's like a hundred percent on board, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, he did not start out that way. <laughs> mm, I love that. Your whole energy shifts when you start talking about him. It's so cute. I love it. Like you're so in love. You, you just see it with everything. You just, it's like shifted. Like you just see what he brings out in your energy. It's really pretty. It's a beautiful. I feel, I feel really lucky in that way. And I feel like for me, it's the perfect, it's the perfect balance of having someone that actually is really, is very grounded in the physical world where I'm a little bit more in the, the spiritual world and whatnot. And yet so many of the concepts that we talk about and we teach and we put out there very like are just kind of natural for him, yeah. oh, <laughs> which is, cool. is kind of amazing to be around. Oh, that's so neat. Okay. We're at the end, <laughs> post the end, but you know, so I teach, you know, I have my children and I think that this is my last, there's so many more things, but this is what I wanted. Cause I saw you were teaching at university of Connecticut at UConn. Yeah. And I saw that you're like a, you teach a class. Yeah. And it made me think because my girls in school, because I've taught them personal development. I've taught them all this. We've done all the <laughs> affirmations, gratitude since they were babies. You know, I've taught them all this stuff, That's right? Good. The four agreements yeah. book was one of the main things and one that I teach in my raising confidence class. But that I remember reading that when I was like 30 going, Oh my gosh, when I have children, I want to teach them. I want them to know this stuff. Yeah. But what would be one book that you would want to put? Cause I think school right now needs this work more than yeah. anything. Yeah. And that's just, I, it just pulls me. I, I want, I, when I work with these kids, I just, that's my passion. You know, I found yeah. my passion because I want them to all get it. What would be your one book that you would say that would be the best? If I had to go teach a class at high school right now, it would be about this book. Untethered Soul. I think oh. the singer Untethered yes. Soul. I think the 
particularly the way he talks in that book about, you know, kind of like your, he talks about like the bad roommate you have in your head sometimes Mm -hmm. and the differentiation between like, I don't, he doesn't use the same languaging that I use, I would use around it, but I kind of like that. I think he teaches in a very kind of like open, neutral way that's like accessible to someone that's like not maybe as far along or into this as we are, but can really help them clarify the different voices in their head as far as like when they have that fear voice piping up and telling them negative things. And I think that is just, you know, it's a book that I recommend to all of my clients, even though my clients are out of high school, but something that I think would have been like a game changer had I known that in high school. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I remember reading that book. It's on my Audible too. Like one of the first books in my library that I read. I read both of his books. I loved those two. I love the way he, you know, I listened to it on Audible and I read it, but I just love the way he writes and speaks. And it's just a, for everybody. I remember my, I was telling my husband to read it and he's like, oh, I really love that. I'm like, you did? Like normally he'd be like, oh, Ashley, you're so like, I don't know what books you're reading. They're not my type. Yeah. No, but that's why I love that book. I love that book. I love recommending that book because I think, you know, Michael Singer does a great service in how he can speak to anyone, right? Mm. And you you don't have to buy into any like particular like spiritual philosophy to really like get so much from his book. So, and yeah, and I think it is so important. I see that even in, you know, my Yukon class was something also that randomly manifested. I didn't intend to do that at all. But I see that with my students, even in college, one of the biggest things that gets in the way of them really following the thing that lights them up and what they want is all of the fears, right? all of the fears, all the fears of finances, the fears of not being secure, the fears of what their parents are going to think. Like it's all fears and it gets to the point where you start seeing like, wow, these kids are being taught all these logistics Right. Of like, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. But no one is stopping and like talking to them about all the fears. Right. No one is talking to them about how they're literally going to create a life based on fear. Yeah. If they don't shift that conversation now. And if they shift that conversation now, then like, well, joy. Oh, yes. Magic. <laughs> it's like, but I see that in my clients, you know, where they're in their late 30s you know, they've lived their life this way and that's all they know. And then just, you know, to have that aha moment when you're like, I always say like you're at Tony Robbins and you go to your knees and you're like, oh my God, I wasted my life. And finally I realize why, you know, like just to not have to go through that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wherever you find it is perfect. Right. And you realize that everything that you had to do up until that point was exactly what you needed to do for what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. But at the same time, I feel like there is, I have that same like desires, temptation or whatnot to just be like, can I just please help you not have to go through that? Yeah. Right. Totally. (laughs) Expedite that for you. Yes. Me too. I just have that in me just like you do. Okay. Where can we find you? What are you wanting us to do for you? You, (laughs) Tell me where we want to go with Cassandra Bodzak. 
my goodness. So you can find me at CassandraBodzak.com, at CassandraBodzak on all the social media. I have lots of free meditations and tapping videos also on my YouTube channel, which is just Cassandra Bodzak TV. The two books we talked about today were Manifesting Through Meditation. And I also have a spiritual awakening journal that's coming out just next week. So probably be out by the time maybe this is out. So I'll put those links below. And if you're curious about the four-step manifestation journey that I talked about, I actually have, it's called Amplify Your Magnetism and it's 40 days of guided. So I do all of the meditations guided and you get journal prompts sent to your inbox. So if you want to dive into that and try that process of manifesting, I'll send a link so you guys can do that. It's called Amplify Your Magnetism. Okay. Oh, I love it. I love everything you do. I love talking to people that we talk the same language and see life in the same way with the same eyes. It's beautiful. Oh, it's great. Blessing. Yeah. Blessings. I could talk to you for hours. I know. So fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.